0: This is Season 3, Episode 4 of Gentech. This is Steve Whitaker just before Thanksgiving.
1: Mark Hofer uh, here in Williamsburg. And Michael Kelly down from uh, the Empire State, also in Williamsburg.
0: Yeah, you guys, you're not together together, are you guys?
1: Well, No, we're not actually. Oh, okay. I thought we might be able to either go up and see you or see Mark, but I got stuck into stuff this morning and I'm... I'm at home.
0: Well, it's nice to be virtually together here, especially just before, you know, this short week coming up and the Thanksgiving holiday in a few days.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we they were so, talking Wait a minute. I what's come... this about the final show? <gasps> <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess, uh, I guess we should go into this saying that this is going to be the final episode of the Gen Tech Podcast. Um, yeah. Michael and Mark and I have been talking about it over the last few weeks, and I think we're all of the same mindset that we've loved doing the show, but uh, it's probably time to give it a graceful exit. It and retire while we feel like we've still done some good things with it. And today's show will be, uh, in many ways, a reflection on what we've done and the experience and what we've learned from it, as well as maybe why the end came to be and some of our own takes on what that means for podcasting and people who are doing podcasts. So, um, so with my with Michael's graceful seg into it, there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> graceful it was. <laughs> graceful. So uh, what, what what's going on? <laughs> I
1: didn't get the email <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I should maybe talk a little bit about how we how we got to this idea that this is probably where where we want to be wrapping things up so, I, I mean it's uh, just started back in May, I guess when we were doing the last show of the second season of it, right, yeah, and, and I guess we were we were all thinking that we weren't quite sure where it was going to go, and kind of decided to let things ride over the summer and see how it went, and then at least I came into the fall feeling a little bit more energized and more excited to do the show again, and we talked about some ways that we could expand that, and eh, I guess they didn't play out for a lot of reasons. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when we first started doing the show, you know, it was really, it's interesting kind of thinking back now, because it was really uh, sort of at the beginning of all the Web 2.0 stuff, Mm -hmm. and all of these, maybe not at the very beginning, but certainly as things became more popular, and and uh, you know, tools were just coming out almost daily. You know, these amazing tools. So there was certainly no uh, no shortage of things to talk about. But I think as we've gone on, you know, we we started to realize, okay, you know, there's some new maybe podcasting tools or whatever out there. But we've sort of talked about that, you know, and and mm-hmm. so on. So it got more and more difficult to kind of, I guess, uh, think of, uh, of of show possibilities.
0: You know I think that was the switch for me too and we we made a conscious decision I think early on to try not to focus on each new tool as it came out every week and try to do some bigger conceptual things but like you said I mean I think I think we kind of hit all of the big concepts and it's it's hard to revisit them uh time and again and keep the ideas fresh at least I think for us talking mm-hmm. about them and I can only imagine that's true for people listening too.
1: Yeah and we we did touch on a lot of it was from the tools themselves into the more conceptual issues, into integration, into um, application, um, from different perspectives, from from the teachers, from the ITRTs, and um, yeah. And then I, I was getting a sense that we were we would come back around again and feel like we're revisiting stuff that you know we had we had hit pretty well. Hello.
0: I know that wasn't that profound (laughs) Letting it sink in for a minute No, it's true And and while you were saying that I mean, I was thinking about What it was for me That kept the experience going And what I got out of it And I mean, I think we probably All agree that in addition to the time We got to spend with each other Talking about these things One of the real pluses Was getting a chance to talk with Other people doing Mm -hmm. instructional technology I mean, we had some, some really neat conversations With some really innovative people And I think that's one thing that I'll I'll regret not having an opportunity to do anymore, (laughs) at least through this avenue. But I, you know, as I was thinking about podcasting and and what it sort of contributes, I think one of the thing it gives is just a conduit or an avenue, or even if you want to call it this, an excuse just to talk to other people. So, you know, somebody comes out with a book that you find interesting, and it's one thing to call him out of the blue and just ask if you can talk to him, But another thing to say, Hey, we're doing this educational technology podcast. Would you mind being a guest? I think mm-hmm. somehow that lends those conversations more credibility. And I also think more people benefit from them.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And that's, that, and that's a big point. I mean, I was constantly amazed at, at the listenership that developed uh, over the, over the years. Um, and, you know, it does make a difference when it's, more public when it 's out there, when it 's accessible, these conversations um, and that's that 's what it 's all about,
0: well, yeah, and I think we talked to, in, in previous shows about the nature of these as being preserved, so mm-hmm. it 's not like this is an opportunity that will go away i mean we 'll keep these shows up, and i 'm sure they 've been distributed, and so those conversations are still there for whatever value they hold they 're right. not, not going away and I, I think that 's a, a bigger trend that 's happening in media now. Um, as you look at as you look at sites like Hulu and all of the major network sites that are keeping their shows online after they've initially aired, mm-hmm. I mean, and like I said, I think that's a bigger thing that's happening with the web. It just allows us to archive these things and mm-hmm. represent them and and make them more accessible to people in some in some interesting ways. So, I mean, as I look back, this is that's one of the things I think I learned about this is that um, you know this experience did more than just let us sit around and talk about things, but it it, it gave us the opportunity to. To post these shows for people to come and listen to them, as they were interested in the topics that we discussed.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep, and I thought it was helpful too. Just as we got guests on and just got comments on the site, it's just uh, just kind of hearing different people's perspectives or takes on some of the topics and issues, and how they approach some of the the you know possibilities and challenges we discussed. Because that's something we don't often get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys see it, but I feel like a lot of times I you know I subscribe to a lot of uh, you know ed tech related blogs and I feel like there's this, it's, it's almost turned into an echo chamber.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and
2: I, it, it's hard sometimes to, to come up with or to, I guess, to hear different voices out there. And for whatever reason, you know, uh, maybe it's our own uh, strangeness, but you know, <laughs> we, uh, we, we got some feedback from people with sort of some different takes, some different ways to approach things, different contexts within which they're working and things like that. I thought that was really that was really refreshing for me and kind of energizing, I think.
0: I did too, and I think that's one of the things that one of the, the takeaways from this is – Uh, you know educators teachers people who are looking to do podcasting have have that opportunity too. i mean i think we heard ben gray talk about his students and how they had the same opportunities mark that you're talking about to interact with people and change the course of the dialogue as it was happening too as a result of the feedback that they got Mm. so as as much as when we record this this feels sort of like a uh, something that we're throwing over the wall um, it's really the bigger arc of the show itself that gets to to, gets to change as as people write in and suggest things and provide comments and um and and for all of that i mean i think one of the things that we that we all picked up on for all of that it's pretty low threshold it's not it's not that hard to start
1: oh absolutely yeah you can do it (laughs) because well we of course a lot of times it's one of those things that we might end or end up talking about and we know it's out there and we in our minds it's like, yeah, this shouldn't be that hard, but then to actually go out and do it and produce it and maintain it over a, a fair a significant period of time, it's like, yeah, yeah. it isn't.
0: You know? Yeah, it's you, really not. I mean we use pretty low end technology, all, all things considered, I'd say, you know, we recorded this for given the web space that we had, we recorded this for nothing really. Mm-hmm. Right. And and posted it up there, so
2: and you know we in some ways we maybe went a little geekier than mm-hmm. than others might but of course we could have taken it to another level had that been you know, like we could have done vodcasts, you know, or right. whatever. I suppose we did a few where we, we used, what was it, Ustream? Ustream, to do, right. Yeah, to kind I mean,
1: of we, we pushed the pencil from one screen to the other. <laughs> yeah, we did. You know, it's, 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 Dr. It's, Dr. Glenn <laughs> Bull still, still comments on that. Yes, that was, that's <laughs> highlight that's his takeaway from the whole thing. Exactly. You can, you can fake that pencil handoff. <laughs> but
0: I, I suppose one thing that's interesting about, about your saying that, Mark, is, is sort of you, you – you kind of postulated Ustream is the next level up, but in, in some ways, and not to disagree, I think Ustream is almost easier to use than podcasting, even oh, though it, it may yield a richer experience. So with, with this, the recording is all done locally with software, and then we have to get something posted. But Ustream lets you do it all through your browser. You can hit a button. They'll record it for you and post it yep. themselves. And that's, uh, that's, that's a yeah, real that's change than, than I think the, the difference between audio and video used to be even two or three years ago. You know video used to be a very high end sort of thing. You had to have a lot of specialized equipment. That's a good point. And, and now yeah. you need a, a camera and a browser. And, and I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Google uh, Mail Gmail just put in the video conference yeah. tool. Have you yeah. guys
2: tried it yet? I have not. I just did uh just earlier this afternoon and how, it, how worked was it seamlessly. It was real you know there's a quick there's a real small app you have to download. Right. Uh, I it downloaded
1: great. it. Can you do I multiple thought, multiple uh, people?
2: You know, it's funny. Michael didn't even think didn't even think occur to me to check that. I'm not sure. I just did kind of a point to point,
1: right, right? Right. And the one
2: thing that occurred to me is I thought the video quality was even a little bit better than uh, than iChat or Skype. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that was just my impression. Now, you know, I mean, I didn't have them up side by side or anything, but but I was really impressed.
0: I'd be surprised if they allowed for multiple people in a conference. You know, beyond the two right now, but even mm-hmm. just having two people up there at the same time is pretty great. Oh, yeah. for an, you know, for an in-browser tool. All right. <laughs> So it's interesting to think about what, you know, what the show might have looked like if we'd started it now as opposed to a couple of years back. Um, you know, and, and, and that's just, I think that's one of the the many new tools that have come out in, in the short time that we've been doing this show, just the idea of this in-browser conferencing and, and some of the other yeah. stuff that we've been using, too. Did you guys, uh, here's, a, I mean, one question I had for you is, did you pick up anything technically from doing this? I mean, did you learn new techniques or new software tools? For me, that was a takeaway. Every, every time we'd have a conversation, somebody would throw out something I hadn't heard of before.
2: You know, I think for me, even though I didn't uh, contribute a whole lot to the website, this was my first experience using WordPress. You know, mm-hmm. two or three years ago, or whatever it was. And so that was really good for me. I enjoyed it. Now I've got two different WordPress sites that I use, you know, fairly frequently. So that was something. That, and I think also the uh, the audio hijack is that what we're mm-hmm. using to record these conversations, you know, with, um, you mm-hmm. know, through Skype. So those are a couple of things I think, you know, that, that were real helpful to me and I've used in a lot of different ways since then.
1: How yeah, I'd say that? same here as some of the, you know, the, the audio, just the production tools that we we used, and just you know, just the act of of, of doing it, um, you know, I've done other other things, but each little project is has its own you know nuances and things, and so on. definitely, and some of the other tools that we that we brought up, you know, lots of things, especially the web based apps, you know, um, I, I would definitely say I picked up a lot.
0: One of the phrases I think I think this is you, Michael, who. Who used this some some time ago, and it may have been just when we were here in person together. But you had talked about the notion of putting together kind of a bat utility belt of technology, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's this idea that you don't have one good video tool and one good audio tool; it's that you've got a whole bunch of them in a pocket, and you pull out the one that's best suited to whatever it is that you're working on. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, in many ways, you know, Mark, you were talking about how just a week it seemed like every week new Web 2.0 ish kinds of things would come out, and I think we you know we benefit from that in in more ways than one and to have them all competing with each other just pushes each one to be better than than the next.
2: Yeah, definitely so I
0: think that's great. Mm-hmm. Should, so should we talk a little bit about kind of how we got to be at this point where Sure. We're feeling like, you know, there's not a whole lot more for us to say. I mean, for, <laughs> what's your
2: take? Oh, there's always more to say.
0: <laughs> I can just go on and on. We are doctors, after all. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Allow me to pontificate. Allow me to fumigate my wisdom. <laughs> yeah, you fumigate. Yeah, drop some knowledge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, I, one thought I have that. Um, that we were kind of hoping for this season was that distributed um, ownership. We were had some ideas last summer about trying to spread this out and build a little bit of community beyond us in the guest host model. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, we didn't quite get traction with that. I mean, we had some people on and we've talked about it, but there's, it, I think there's, that, that takes something – more than what we we have or have done. Uh. Well,
2: you know, ironically, I think you think of distributed. I mean, obviously, for the for the good elements of you know of having more people contribute to the conversation, you know, obviously, and the leadership of you know choosing topics and all that. But you also, I think, in the back of your mind, think well, distributed means easier right. and less work. <laughs> right. And you know, I think the reality is, it's probably just as much work, if not more. You know, to sort of facilitate that process, not just, you know, I mean, it's one thing to set up a wiki where people can add topics and things like that, but it's another thing to kind of uh, be in communication with people, you know, making sure things get done when they need to get done and all that kind of thing. And, you know, and so it's actually, there's a lot of overhead to doing that. That's a gr- you know, I mean, that's even just, with its advantages.
0: That's a great point, and and it's something I you know absolutely I fell prey to thinking the same thing. That I mean distributed means more hands doing the work, less for us maybe right. centrally. Uh, but you know, while you were saying that, I was thinking even distributed computing. You know, where the idea is that you're giving some of your computers time up to to do gene and you know the gene analysis projects or the the SETI stuff.
1: Right. There's still
0: a central server that does all of the work in putting that together. Mm-hmm. Good I think point. you know that concept that uh, that somehow you you throw out an invitation, and people do work and bring it together. Eh, maybe isn't maybe isn't as accurate. And I mean, doesn't Judy Harris do a lot of work on community building? Yeah. And, yep. And the idea that there, you know, there's there's an awful lot of work that does need to be done <laughs> to bring people together and keep them and keep them together talking. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it's a really it's a time and labor and you know attention uh, intensive kind of process. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. And it's, you know, I think it's it's obviously really worthwhile. And I think if if I were ever going to start one of these again, I think you know that would be something I definitely want to do. But the reality is, and I think this is this is a lesson. I was just thinking just now, actually, um, one of the things that's interesting about the the web now. It's so easy to put projects out there and to to get things started, but you realize you know, like for example, I started a project. You know, gosh, five or six years ago now, and about every two years, I really add more to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just because unless it's really integrated in your day to day job or life, it's it's that one more thing, and yeah. it's an easy thing to kind of let slide. Or you know, not with bad intentions necessarily, but just unless it's really integrated in what you're doing and something that you can make just a part of the way you do things. I think it's it's hard to maintain because uh, I think your motivation and your enthusiasm only get you so far.
0: Mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. It's carving out the time and, and the uh, and the and the mental sort of preparedness, I guess, it takes to do all of that too. And and, and, and you know and how do you make something like that habit or integrated? It? That's it's a really tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Mark, you used the word podfade fade a little while ago, and I had never heard that before. But it seems like this is not unique to us; that this does tend to happen with not just other podcasts, but with blogs. Yeah. Um, where over you know initially there's this sort of burst of activity and. I guess that comes about from the excitement and having reserved a little niche of time for it. But then posts become, uh, you know, further and further apart. Yeah. And, um, and ultimately, I think we kind of hit this notion. I guess to our credit, we're at least, <laughs> I think we were able to step back and see that maybe. Yeah.
2: Um, I, <laughs> well, I think that was one thing we had talked about sort of consciously. I think when we, when we met last summer, we all got together face to face. Just the idea that, I you know, I didn't really want to do a show just to do a show. Right. I didn't want to have a topic and do this just... So we could say we did it. You know, I felt like I think we all sort of agreed that we wanted to do it because we really had something to say, something to add to that conversation rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's probably what a lot of people uh, sort of, uh, you know, come to that realization that. You know you you do have a finite amount of ideas around a given topic, or you know mm-hmm. i mean that just it 's going to just fade out naturally, and I think people can keep it going, but sometimes maybe it's it 's an okay thing it 's natural to just let something you know kind of fade away, and that's it 's maybe not necessarily a bad thing
0: I wonder if we can look at this as it happened to us and as we understand that it happens to other people and see if there's anything that we might suggest for people getting ready to start podcasting who have just started that, who are wondering if if, <clears throat> if there's you know some approach that you can take that uh, recognizes the idea that that can happen. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I'd thrown out there, and this may or may not be an idea, is, is to decide ahead of time that what you're doing is going to be limited in terms of the number of things that you put out. and Maybe decide ahead of time. We have... We have eight shows, eight good shows to talk about. And here comes the run of it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in the same way, like the best television series really are only on for a year or two. They do what they want to do. And then they leave you wanting a little bit more. Yeah. Think about Jim Brown going out on top in the 60s. You know?
2: <laughs> Jim Brown. What about George Costanza? George Costanza. <laughs> you know, he always wanted to leave on a high note, you know, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, but I think that's that, I like that idea yeah, because we'll it, it, it. sorry, Mark. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry.
1: Um, because, you know, unlike, well, I don't know, Brown, we do have some archive footage, but, um, these, as you mentioned earlier, Steve, these, it, it it's a record and it's out there and it, 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 remains in that, in in that way. Um, and so it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good perspective, um, to, to just say, yeah, this is a short and sweet thing. And this, this website, this podcast, this whole little chunk of whatever on the web is just this it's going to be right here and this is what it is um you know it's tagged it's linked it's hooked in um and yeah that that works i also think that being being a little bit reflective and listening to your gut or whatever as you find yourself maybe thinking oh geez i'm just doing this i got to have a show. What can I come up with? And when, you, when there's that change of perspective and then kind of letting go of any kind of ego that might be involved in my fans. I owe it to my fans. <laughs> um, and then just the, you know, that, you know, the little bit that comes along with it and, and say, well, and, and like you just said, it's okay. It's a natural thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mark, I mean, you had said this too, and I guess it, it does depend on the nature of the content, though. So there, I think there are viable models for producing um, podcasts or vlogs or blogs that will continue indefinitely. But I think the content of them may differ than the the kind of thing that we did. And I, I think about something like a news aggregator or somebody who's talking about mm. you know, and the the content there is sort of. It, I don't, don't want to say it generates itself. That takes away from the people who produce high quality, um, you know, aggregators. Um, but it's a little bit easier when you're not having to develop the content itself, but when you're, mm-hmm. you're you're able to get it and survey it and maybe pull the best of it. So I'm thinking just as a, an example, I'm thinking about something like um, you know MacRumors.com or even a newspaper's yeah. website that that daily has to sift through things and make some decisions, but um, but isn't responsible alone for generating what it is that, that is talked about.
2: Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And even, like, you know, just some of the blogs, I was just kind of looking at my um, aggregator here to see some examples. But, like, uh, there's one I, I subscribe to called K12 Hot Links. And it's basically just kind of new tools and resources, quick description, how it fits into the classroom. That's the kind of thing where, you know, I mean, we're all, you know, kind of coming across things or we see it, things, you know. And that's just a nice way to kind of bring those things together and, and, you know, do a quick post. You know, and that kind of thing I think could, you know, that could sustain itself a lot longer and than maybe the kind of thing we're we're trying to do.
0: Right. And I imagine but, something like that might be um, a little bit more inviting for people to be invited to, where you know maybe they uh, just send you point. a link. You know, in, instead of worrying about putting together a show and doing the recording and all of that, I find a neat site. I can email it to you. I can just drop mm. it to you. You can take a look at it and decide if it's worth talking a little bit about. Um, because as I look at that site, you know, the posts actually do have. It's it's not like he just throws links up. He's really he's talking about him or she, whoever runs the site. Um, but they're, they're short, you know, they're short snippets that can be pretty quickly digested and then there's the link to. Yeah. Um, so what's next fellas? Or, I mean, I don't want to give up the idea that we could do something fun together. Um, <laughs> you know, do you, do, do you guys see anything on the horizon that you'd be interested in trying? Maybe not even as, as a group together, but other things that you'd be interested in trying along the lines of something like this. Mark, you would mentioned vlogs. Are you thinking about using vlogs in, in your teaching?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, I, I sort of experiment with it every semester, and I still kind of come up with the optimal way that I like to do it, you know. I, I think one other thing, just a quick add, and this may sort of play into the future directions idea. You know, the podcasting worked for me better than some of the other sort of things. Like, you know, I'm a lousy blogger. You know, because I'm the class example where I'll get some, you know, do some really thoughtful posts and then just fade away, you know. (laughs) It just becomes a real chore to me. It's not something, you know, I've never been like a journal writer guy, you know, and so it just doesn't appeal to me. If I were doing a podcast, one semester I did a podcast for my students where I'd sort of do kind of brief intro things, like before we talk about like a big concept in class, I'd kind of do a, uh, something that students would listen to prior to coming to class you know, kind of some background info or context or whatever, blah, 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 right? But, you know, even that, it became such a chore where this worked for me because it was a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, that was what was enjoyable to me about it. So I think if I were going to do something along these lines again, I'd want it to be more collaborative and want to be more, um, I don't know, in the flow kind of rather than real static, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know
0: it does. It totally does. Mm Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up this final GenTech podcast, um, I don't know, is there anything you guys want to get out there? Anything you've been dying to say to us? Over, you know, just, I hate you both so much. <laughs>
1: no, no. It's,
0: it's
2: been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's been neat to see people kind of, uh, you know, participating, you know, one way or another in the show and kind of hearing their takes and all that, but you know, well, who knows? We may we may resurface again. <laughs> <laughs> Later now.
0: Well it's been great fun for me too guys, and I've I've enjoyed I've looked forward to the conversation with each of you, both of you, you know, as we get together to do these shows. It was always just a nice, nice way to get together and talk about some things with a couple of really good friends. So yes,
2: absolutely indeed. thanks for yes, all the time. Yep. Thanks for keeping oh, us going. A, oh
1: the they're doing a flyover. <laughs> you know what break, timing
0: break away into a missing man or something
1: i think it's kind of a salute yeah you know i, know I mean, think so
0: if only you could I don't hear see it. Any other way I to interpret it. See if you could real. edit that in you know get
1: some you know f-18s in there it's
0: kind of interesting because here the trash truck just came in <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh hey you know that might be <laughs> <laughs> he's looking
0: at me stomping his feet <laughs> Well, I suppose that's it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to wrap this one up and, and maybe get Michael to say our final bye. Thanks, guys, for everything. This has been great. Uh, thanks. Thank Good talking too. to
2: you guys, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll
1: talk with you later, eh? Bye. <laughs>